Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist here. So I was just reading this article talking about Delta Airlines and how they plan on cutting a hundred trips out of their summer schedule because too much demand. Now, I thought, what in the world is going on in which that too much demand tells the corporation to stop producing as much? You have all these people who want to fly, but we got too much demand, so we need to cut back on our availability. Does any of that make sense? Like, does that make sense at all to do that? Now, you go and you look at the reasons, and it does make sense. They just simply just don't have the staff. They don't find, they can't find the pilots. So they can't, they just can't succeed in performing these trips, right? They just can't do it. So instead of blaming it on staffing, they say it's too much demand out there. Well, that really leads me to think, okay, what's going on here? Is it cost, cost push or is it demand pull? Because there's two ways you can get inflation when it comes from, the demand side of things, right? You either got cost input costs going into it that's driving the prices up, or you got so much demand out there that whoever's manufacturing then has to increase the pricing in order to fulfill the demand out there. So when you have so much demand and you cannot fill that, what you need to do is you need to start hiring staff, you need to expand your factory, you need to do something in order to fulfill that demand out there. When you do that, it ends up adding more to the input cost, which then drives up the price. So wages, fuel prices, material cost, all this stuff will drive inflation into the, into the end product. But demand will also do it. So if you have a huge demand out there that can't be fulfilled, much like the chip shortage doing the cars... All of a sudden, cars go up in price because there's less of them available out there. Then the prices increase, and that's where the demand pull comes in. So right now, Delta Airlines has plenty of demand, and they're going to cut the availability out there. What's that going to do to prices? If there is a huge demand out there, and they can't fulfill it, the prices are going to go up. And then on top of that, you also have the gas prices, the fuel prices, which are also going up. Now take a look at the other article I have out there. Demand or, yeah, demand destruction. So this is really like where I feel that the higher input cost from fuel and energy is actually going to be more of a deflationary scenario. So you think about it. That's 100 flights that people won't be taking. That's less economic activity because of those 100 flights. Wherever it was that they were going, the trip that they were going to spend the money on, all, the, all that stuff, right? That's less economic activity happening. And then go and look at the gas prices and go and think about like where it is that people are going to be spending their money this summer. Are they going to be loading up the, 
the car and taking people to go, like taking the family to go camping or go on vacation, go to the amusement park somewhere, most likely not. They're probably going to end up staying closer to home. Because if you're going to spend all your fun money on fuel, then you might as well just stay home and spend your money as opposed to spending it on fuel. So the higher fuel costs that are going into not only like the production of items that are out there, all the manufactured stuff, but the, the input costs going into it. But then that cost that goes into the people's pockets also deters the economic activity that has taken place out there. So higher fuel prices, not necessarily is going to drive demand. I mean, it will in the beginning as an input cost that goes into it. But if the demand out there is waning, like there's just not as much people out there willing to buy cars and TVs and stuff like that, well, then you're going to find that the input cost that goes into it really isn't going to make much difference, even if the gas goes up, because people are just going to stop buying it. So the inflationary scenario that comes from higher input costs really needs to come if people are continuing to make the purchases. But that's not really what's happening now. See, people are looking to spend their money on experiences. They were going to go on vacation. They're going to go to the restaurants. They're going to go off and do all that kind of things where you get to enjoy stuff that's away from your home. Like they want those experiences for the last two, three years. Well, two years anyway, everybody's been sitting at home, locked down at home, not doing anything. So they're tired of that. And buying a new TV or buying new furniture or buying exercise equipment is not really something that they're very interested in right now. But they are interested in going to a concert. They are interested in going to the ball games. They are interested in getting those experiences. But if the flights are getting canceled, then they're not going to be able to go on those things. And that's less economic activity taking place. This will create a deflationary scenario. I know it will. The input costs from higher energy, it will create an inflationary scenario in the beginning to those products. But because that will also hold back on purchases by people because they just don't want to spend the higher prices on it, it will slow the economic activity. It will slow the transactions. You got to think like, it doesn't really matter how much like, just take two-by-fours, for example, right? I sell two-by-fours for a living. If you have two-by-fours for $3 a piece and you sell 300 two-by-fours, right? You're going to sell $1,000 worth of two-by-fours if you sell 300 of them. That's a lot. That's a lot of transactions. I mean, you know, if you sell it all in one, that's one transaction. But most likely, you know, you might sell 300 two-by-fours and say 30 different transactions, but the point being behind it is, is that $1,000 will buy a lot of two-by-fours. Now, you take $1,000 to go buy two-by-fours, you're going to get like 100, 100 two-by-fours. So the amount of purchases that $1,000 can do down at the lumberyard is a whole lot less. That's less economic activity going on. So if you're only selling 100 two-by-fours as opposed to 300 two-by-fours, well, then you're not going to sell as much siding. You're not going to sell as many nails. You're not going to sell as many, you know, as much paint. You're not going to sell all the stuff, right? That all slows down as well. That's the economic activity that I'm talking about. So yes, higher prices in fuel will cause inflation in into the products, but the slowdown in economic activity 
will be far greater. And in the end, the prices will come down because of it. You will have a deflationary scenario as less economic activity is actually happening out there. And this is something that, you know, we've like noticed quite a bit, like even in the, it's not just like Delta Airlines that's doing it. Just think about some of the reports that I had done on lumber. When some of these lumber mills that were out there literally could not get the lumber away from the mill fast enough. Like there was this huge demand for it. So they started producing a lot of lumber, but because they didn't, couldn't find the trucking or the distribution to get the lumber away from the mill fast enough, they actually had to curtail development. They actually had to hold back on production during a time when there was high demand for it, simply because they just couldn't move the product. Kind of the same thing. You don't have the pilots. You can't move the product. You know, if you don't have the staffing, then you can't move the product. And so this is where I feel that the higher input cost due to fuel is actually going to be more of a deflationary scenario. And we're finding examples of that now. Right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.